podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hi there, indies and future indies. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar, and I have to say the past couple weeks have been full speed ahead for the agents of independence. I launched my first solo episode recently. So thanks so much for the feedback from that. That was super fun. I think I'm going to keep a couple more of those coming to you guys. And I've been lining up some new guests for you to meet on topics that we haven't tackled yet on this podcast. So I just want to say thanks for tuning in and for sending in your ideas. If If you've been listening and you feel like this podcast is bringing you new ideas and sparking your entrepreneurial spirit, then that's awesome. That's what I'm here for. So I'd love for you to take a moment and subscribe. That way you won't miss an episode and find me on YouTube. I'm on the Agency Intelligence YouTube channel. Look for the Age of Independence playlist because I interview my guests on video. So that way you just get a little bit more of that face-to-face feel and the, the energy and vibe is different when you're able to, um, feel like you're, you're, you know, hanging out, chatting with us. Um, after this episode, if you could take a moment and send me a DM or a message, I'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea of a topic uh, that you want to hear about on the podcast, that's the best way that I can bring you content that you want to hear, because let's be real. You're probably driving in the car on your way to work or uh, slogging it out on your Peloton. So we might as well punch it up a little bit and um, make it worth your while. Am I right? So y'all today I am so excited. I am here with the mayor, Heath Sharon, loyal indie champion and podcast host of Insurance Town. Hey Heath, how's it going? What is happening, Caitlin? How are you? I'm fantastic. I am rocking and rolling today, and I've been so excited about this. So uh, thanks for joining me. I was a little late today, so thanks for waiting in the uh, the Zoom <laughs> waiting room lockdown for a couple minutes while I got, I got my act together. No, it's perfect. I love that you're just as awkward as I am in these <laughs> things, because the video was rolling the whole time. You would see me doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But I do have to say to your audience that haven't listened to it, if they haven't already, your solo episode was incredible. I thanks, man. I listened to it. I loved it. Uh, I love your story. I love what you're doing. I love the quantum story. I could kiss your butt for a few minutes, but <laughs> it's not really that. I do love it. And before we get started, I do have to clear up. Is it Peloton or Peloton? It's probably whichever way I didn't say it <laughs> because I've written it like twice and that was at least a year ago. So if the okay. like spinner lead, leader person at the front of the room said it, I've long since forgotten how they pronounced it. How did, <laughs> should we Google it? <laughs> I think it's Peloton, but if you say Peloton, I'm going to go with uh, it. So I'm going to Google it. What, what are you putting <laughs> your money on? I'm going Peloton, but I, I could be way wrong. You're that, so much that sound, better than I am because you own one. That sounds even, like the Southern way to say it. 
Maybe it is. What state did they launch out of? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, here, let's see how the, I, I got it on Google. Oh, oh. Do you wanna... they want us to hear an ad first. Hold up. This is awesome podcasting. Oh, oh but interesting. Hold on, hold up. Let's see if we can get this in the speaker. Peloton. Peloton oh! wins! Yes! Dang! Peloton wins. Well, they must have launched out of Alabama or Texas or something. Not or Arkansas. Or. No, definitely <laughs> not, not Arkansas. Yeah, definitely not Arkansas. We're it's kind of like the whole like Egger Agar thing. It just depends on, you know, the day of the week. Yes. You handled that really well the other day when they kept calling you Egger on the scramble. It was great. You just went right along with it. It you was know. perfect because, you know, egg, uh, they said I put the egg in scramble. Yes. And but they couldn't say they put the egg in scramble unless they're from but, Canada. But the egg, they, that sounds like exactly how my mom would say it. My mom is from Canada. Really? Yeah. I'm how pretty sure like she would eggs? say egg. But as soon as she gets off the plane to come visit us in Texas, she starts trying to say you all <laughs> Southern stuff. So That is um, funny. Yeah, so she funny. has like two accents depending on where she's visiting. I understand completely. I so Heath, I texted you before we hopped on the episode to let you know that I was trying to print my notes and I ran out of printer ink. <laughs> so you know what that means. This is going to be totally off the cuff, guys. We're officially going on yes. for this one. Freestyle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, awesome. uh, so I'm the, you know, we have the podcast hosts that like to be prepared. Like I have to give props to Josh Lipstone because that man does not show up for a podcast without doing his research. Am I right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> props to Josh Lipstone. And then we have people on the whole other end of the spectrum, like Jason Cass, who like, he likes to wing it and have a natural conversation and just go with the flow. Yes. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm like the mom that like wants to be prepared, but I show up five minutes late because six minutes, five minutes is okay, but six minutes is too late. And then I'm like scrambling to try to find my notes. <laughs> or you were trying to find popsicle sticks and duct tape. Now you're just getting, telling too much truth to the guests. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about in general. I, I'm uh, going to, I'm going to have to play this recording back and see if the, uh, the, popsicle sticks and scotch tape made it into the beginning part of the video <laughs> I, I like to have a couple notes for my intro guys i'm, I'm coming clean I'm gonna just be honest here did I, did I ever tell you the story of my first episode with jason cass no on agency no. intelligence so i don't i don't know if jason knows this story for sure or not so this i got introduced to jason through a friend jeff she yes. and jeff like sent me but Jeff didn't like connect Jason and I on LinkedIn. Like, you know how sometimes someone will send like a group text or a group LinkedIn message with like multiple people on it. Yeah, he just yeah, sent me right? a text and he was like, hey, check out Jason Cass's podcast. And, you know, he, he wants to have you on the show. I was like, great. He's like, fill out this, the form, like the link, his podcast submission form, you like the guest intake form, you like put in yes. your information or whatever. So it was like all set up, but I hadn't like talked to Jason yet. I didn't know what the podcast episode was going to be about. So I kept texting Jeff Sheen. I was like, are you sure that I was invited to this podcast? And I was convinced <laughs> that I was going to like show up uninvited. 
That's <laughs> the squad cast and um, had no idea what we were going to talk about or where it was going to go, but it was like the best episode. It was so, so fun. And I love that he can just like wing it. He gets you like warmed up with questions about like your iPhone and life and stuff. And then he just dives right in. So Jason, you're a pro. I love that you did it that way. And it was gold. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know if he was recording yet or not when we were on. And so I, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> you have so. Those. so what I had an episode with Ryan Hanley this summer and I was traveling in Baltimore. Like, yeah. So we were like chatting in the beginning. And then I re realized and thought to myself, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, maybe we're already recording. I'm not even sure. So. <laughs> So yeah, I just so, kept chatting yeah. and figured I, I'd figure it out as we went along. <laughs> That's right. That's so just exactly. so you know, like you're officially being recorded right now, Heath, in case okay. for any questions. Good. Okay. So I figured because I muted when I burped a minute ago. So I want to make sure that <laughs> it was muted. Well, you're like so perfectly multitasking then. Yes. So I, I feel like I should tell our guests, like Heath and I are coming to the this episode unscripted. So what can I promise you out of this episode? I can promise you hundred percent. There will be some rabbit trails uh -huh. and I promise you to be 97% positive. No, that's a hundred percent truth. It will be right? positive. And I did not take my Ritalin today or for the last like six years. <laughs> So I will be all over the map. It'll be a great time. Uh, but between between you and I and the podcast we've had, we've probably heard a lot of things that we've either never heard before or some cool ideas or some cool stuff that we've, you know, latched on to for our own lives. I, I just think there's a lot out there because you started your podcast very shortly after I did. Correct? Yep. My, my podcast has been out about three months. Yours might be a little bit older than mine. Just a little bit. I started yeah. in April. Okay. So, uh, and then you were on my show and it was a great episode, actually. Thank you so much for having me on your show. That was a really fun episode. We went into a lot of my like backstory and kind of, um, I'm the agent who started out in the captive world and then transitioned over to the independent side. So hence the podcast name age of independence. It's all about the, just the huge opportunities that I see as an independent agent. Just there's so much that agents can accomplish on this side of the world. So, uh, Very true. that was a fun podcast. So what do you think now that you're uh, quote insurance famous, <laughs> Which is a, a term that that uh, I think is super funny that, you know, people chase after that and they, they want that. Are you one of those? Have you noticed the insurance fame now that you've been on podcasts and you've got your own and do people treat you differently now? People reach out a lot. So I, I think that's the cool thing about having a podcast is that. I get to meet new people every week. People will reach out on LinkedIn and they'll just say, oh, hey, I saw you or I heard this post and I, you know, let's connect, right? Like they'll reach out on LinkedIn. And then that results in a lot of like Zoom meet and greets, as I call them, where you get yeah. to, you know, hop on somebody's calendar, just chat. Mitch Gibson reached out to me just Friday and we just like set up a Zoom and he's like, hey, let's talk. Like, nice to meet you. And so I love that part of it because um, how else am I going to meet agents in the independent world, especially nowadays. So uh, send me a message. I'd love to connect with you if we hadn't had a, a Zoom meet and greet lately. And that way we can just chat and just spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes getting to know each other. And um, I think that's my favorite part of it, Heath. How about you? 
Yeah, I would have to say the same thing. And, you know, uh, going back to part of my story is, uh, I guess it's been, I've always been involved with the associations uh, locally yep. and nationally, whether it's mm -hmm. PIA, uh, Big Eye, whatever it mm -hmm. might be. Uh, although uh, PIA is strongly, you know, where I have my ties because my wife works at the PIA. Shout out to PIA of Arkansas. Um, but on a national level, you know, I've gotten to travel to a lot of different conventions, a lot of different events, and I show up at one of the events probably three or four years ago, and my name tag didn't say Heath Sheeran, it said the mayor. And so, um, <laughs> you're like, it's working, <laughs> it, right? And back then, I didn't have a pod, I didn't even know what a podcast was back then. Uh, but you know, I just it was cool, like people, you know, recognize me from different events and whatnot. And so, you know, when I started my podcast in April, my wife was like, you have to be called the mayor and take on this persona of the mayor. And so I was like, how can I do that? And so anyhow, that's how Insurance Town was born, uh, because people over the last three or four years would say, you're the mayor of Insurance Town. So um, so the insurance famous bug caught me early. And then when I started the podcast, I say all that not to toot my horn or anything, but to say it does open a lot of doors that you wouldn't have, yeah. have opened before. And people that are so generous and so, you know, uh, open to bringing you into their world, people like Cass, who I used to idolize and think, oh my God, now he's just my buddy Cass uh, talk to her every week. Or, awesome. you know, someone like Ryan Hanley used to see on stages and watch yeah. his videos. And, you, and now he's just, no offense, but he's just Ryan Hanley. You know, people are like, oh my God, you know, Caitlin Agar. And I'm like, it's just Caitlin Agar. <laughs> it's just Caitlin, you the know? lady with the popsicle sticks and the scotch tape. <laughs> eight minutes but late I mean, to the meeting. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's that's the coolest thing about our world. And, you know, one thing that, that I do love is I talk to my kids about this, especially my 13-year-old. Uh, you know, I've always been a big believer in the big fish, small pond, and a small pond, big fish thing. Yeah. So wait, which one's better? For me personally... I would rather be the big fish in a small pond. Right. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's for, why we're in insurance, right? Like we want to have right? like our own corner. And I think that's something that early on I learned from watching my father work a restaurant or, or work a trade fair booth or work a whatever. But even down to, you know, when I wasn't a producing agent, you know, and I would go, you know, I'd want to get in a specific niche. The best way to do that for me was to be the big fish, small pond and join the association of whatever class of business I was chasing. And so then I'm in a specific field, smaller group of people, and I could walk in and get to know everybody, work a room, be the loud, obnoxious guy. <laughs> and and people know me. And the next time I come and the next event I go to, I, uh, I got real involved in writing hotels. And uh, there was an association uh, for Indians, you know, that own the hotels and I went and they are really big in their traditions and their cultures. And I went and flew these cool kites with them one time out in the middle of the field. I was the only white person there, but it was a blast. And I don't That's mean awesome. that sound racial, but I just meant, you know, it was a really cool thing. And they knew me when I came in as the insurance guy. And here I am doing their cultural things. And I was getting involved with these and they were having these kite fights where they could cut other people's strings down while the kite was in air. And, it's so freaking awesome. <laughs> dude, it was the coolest thing ever. But going to those things and, you know, my stomach would hate me after because Indian food and Heath Sharon don't mix very well. But again, going back to the, you know, big fish, small pond thing, 
you know, I think that's why, you know, I always gotten to be such a big deal or getting involved in your local associations or people that want to be niche driven. I think it drives that even further in the big fish, small pond thing. Um, and I think podcasting is becoming its own thing to where, you know, you could be a big fish in that smaller pond of, you know, even though there's what now 30 insurance podcasts, but. Uh, well, you know, and the cool thing about that is that Jason Cass was the front runner in the trailblazer that really yes. proved that it, it could take off because I think there was a point in time if I go back, like, let's say seven years ago, if someone had said, oh, do you an insurance podcast? I would have been like, let's be real. Insurance is boring. Ain't nobody going to listen to that podcast. <laughs> right. Right. Jason Cass proved that we could do it. And then it, he could have just like chilled and decided he was going to be the big fish in the pond. But he loves like helping other people share their message and, you know, get their voice out there. And so I just think that's a really cool thing. Uh, about him and, and the agency intelligence platform and what he's doing. No, I completely agree. And, you know, I think uh, another person that, you know, or another thing that pops up that we were talking about beforehand um, was these cool reality shows that are popping up um, all over YouTube or, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. And I, I teased with Bradley Flowers, shout out to Bradley, um, that his, making the donuts show. Have you seen that? That yeah, is like my just, favorite reality show on TV. I think like one or two nights ago, I was, you know, like when you're scrolling Facebook and like videos will pop up and I love the making the donuts. And I watched the one, it was, it was, it wasn't called behind the scenes. It was like another word for behind the scenes. I have to go find it. Um, oh gosh, Bradley will know which one I'm talking about, but it was so funny. And it like showed his like portal and we got to like meet his staff and it was so cool. So I think like, I'm super excited that insurance is taking this path because it started with, you know, events, then podcasts. And I think that the reality stuff, the like real life stuff is what people really want because, uh, I mean, so we've got, the reality show coming out with David Carruthers killing commercial, like so cool. I've been wanting somebody to do something like that for so yes. long. Check that out on YouTube, y'all. That is like real life stuff. And um, it's a real show. I, I think that it's going to be going on for a couple months before they even announce the winner. They have real challenges. And have you, have you seen that yet, Heath? Yes, I have seen all the trailers and I've watched all the different coaching videos and whatnot. And I'm super, you know, super fascinated by it. And the same thing goes back to, you know, with Bradley's show. I think it's just more that pulling back the curtain and letting people see what goes on in an agency or what goes on. And some of the dumb things, like one of them I watched, and I say dumb, not to offend Bradley, but they were throwing paper airplanes in one episode like a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, why am I captivated watching insurance agents throw paper airplanes? But just show the realness of the office and the culture that he's building. Um, and, you know, there was an episode where Bradley was out of town and his staff was making fun of him and they were teasing him and pretending to be him sitting at his desk. It just shows there's real people in these agencies. And like when that client calls and they're like, oh, you know, I watched you, you know, on that show or whatever it may be. It's just that pulling back the curtain. And if you think about it, OK, tell me you're this mom. Do you, are you an HGTV mom? So 
Uh, yeah, I like HGTV, but okay. I only see it when we're traveling when it's on in a hotel. We don't have a TV. Okay, so, <laughs> or Bravo or whatever. So, but think about, like, real estate wasn't really sexy until Million Dollar Listing came out. Or rehabbing, yeah. rehabbing homes wasn't really yeah. a sexy thing until HGT blew up with, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Or with, there's one actually out of Bentonville, Arkansas right now, which is super cool on HGTV. And then there's like all these different shows, Flipper Flop or whatever it may be on HGTV. Fixer Upper, my personal favorite. Yes. Hey, Chip and Joanna Gaines, Texas. Woo. Yes, they're listening right now. You know that. Uh, but <laughs> maybe if I, I just, tag them, good yes. idea. Thanks. Yes, you know, you could tag them and you can get, get some more listeners on that. But truly, though, I really think the same thing could happen with insurance. You know, insurance may not be, to me, it's awesome. And my wife and I talk about it a lot. We're both in the industry and both of our fathers are in the industry. And, you know, we joke around about, you know, she doesn't think it's sexy and fun. And I do. And she's like, you're a dork. <laughs> but at the same time, if you if you look at that from that perspective, maybe this, you know, the killing commercial and the protege and making the donuts and stuff like this will make insurance sexy again. And maybe it's something that if you're a, an agent listening to this show, uh, you might be able to start doing the same thing. Uh, start your own reality show. You know, so quick rabbit trail. Speaking, uh, you know how you were talking about like home renos didn't used to be sexy? Yes. Y'all need to Google um, Power Home Remodeling. It's a company that they don't have like a reality show that I know of. But hey, the kiddos just got back from their little field trip. But nice. <laughs> uh, look them up. They figured out how to make like construction and remodeling like super fun and glamorous and a career that everyone wants. Like best website awesome like media online. And so it's like the perfect example of how you can take an industry that used to be traditionally boring and make it something that people care about. And so, I mean, one of the things that I try to do is like tune into like what's working for some other industries and what they're doing. So but a little bit of a rabbit trail there, but. No, um, no, I completely I agree, agree with you. But if you think about, okay, think about, okay, we're going to use Fixer Up or Chip and Joe for a minute. The actual rehab itself isn't really that cool, but seeing Chip run through walls and kick down cabinets and do the goofy stuff that he does, or Joanna rolling her eyes at him, I mean, that's what's funny. That's what makes it cool. I, I'm so rolling my eyes at him half the time. I watch it for Joanna and I try to ignore Chip. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm the other way around. I ignore Joanna and her eye rolling and I watch Chip's dumb antics. But the same thing could happen here as you get to know the people on the protege or get to know what's going on behind the scenes at Bradley's agency or what's going on in your podcast or Jason's or mine or whatever. I think as you peel back the curtain, it makes us more relatable. And again, it all goes back to the relationship. And I think that's, you know, something that's prevalent and it's needed in every facet of the industry, no matter what buzzword pops up or what reality shows on, it all goes back to relationship. And and just like switching it up and making it real, right? I think that like um, live sessions, live videos, live stuff is really fun yeah. too because then it's just like unscripted or a little yeah. bit more unscripted at least, right? So right. I think um, what Joe Hollier and Alexander DePazzo are doing with the insurance scramble live is just super fun. It's like short bite-sized segments that are yes. keep you on your toes and it's more like watching a news station. And so that's a cool one to follow too. Yeah, that's a really cool one. I've never seen that one until I got your invite or your thing. I saw you on LinkedIn. So 
Yeah, that was a cool one. There was some uh, big players on that show too. I enjoyed that. Nick, uh, Nicholas Ayers, Jeff Roy, Bradley Flowers, um, all good stuff on that episode. So find them on um, Facebook because that episode is still up. It has some good stuff in there. But um, did you? Dude. So I don't know if you follow Grant Botma, but he he posted on Facebook recently a post uh, titled like why why is insurance so boring and that might not have been the exact words he used sorry grant but the, the <laughs> gist of the post was like it it's been perceived as boring but it shouldn't be because of all the reasons that you and i were just talking about hey it's i mean it's life-changing it's a great career the behind the scenes stuff is hilarious so like how, why why do you think insurance is boring so um he has a, a podcast episode on that r- out right now on the stewardship podcast if you guys want to check it out but what, what do you think, Heath? Like what you said that, you know, some of the people in your life don't yeah. think that some of the stuff that's spicing it up is a little cheesy. So, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, I think we should title this episode, the name dropper episode. We just keep dropping everybody's <laughs> names, but no, I think that uh, the more I'm into it now, I've been in, I'm an old guy. I've been in this 20 years, almost 19 years now. And it progresses, it gets more and more sexy as it goes on. Either I'm just getting older. I truly do think it is. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the the technology that's coming into it. It's making our space that much smaller. I think that's due to the players that are involved and they're coming out and showing who they are and what they're, you know, because you could probably drop anybody out of a plane in Montana or in in Nevada or anywhere for that matter, and say the name Jason Cass, Ryan Hanley, Caitlin Agar, name drop any of those people we've name dropped, Nicholas Ayers, and they'll know who they are. And I think that's uh, something that's totally different than when I first got in it in 2002. And I think that it's it's interesting from that perspective. And the amount of collaboration, I really feel like, um, again, name drop it, you know, Nick Ayers, and even, <laughs> you know, you have to drop in, uh, Dave Jackson for creating IAOA and making our world that much smaller and making collaboration sexy to where if someone's got an issue or has a problem within their agency, they could jump on type a quick question within 10 minutes. They've got 47 answers to say, here's what we do. I think in my opinion, that makes it sexy. And then I just think that, uh, you know, when you hear what people are doing different ideas, because something that you're doing in, Texas is something totally different that I would think of doing here. So I could be able to say, Hey, why don't I try that? Whatever Caitlin's doing, see if it works. If it doesn't screw it, I'll toss out the window and try something new. It doesn't hurt anything. Yeah. I think agents are definitely more connected these days. And I think it's two different things. I think one is like, Hey, maybe like explaining cyber insurance or workers comp or like save money on your insurance. Maybe that part is a little boring, but growing a business isn't boring and entrepreneurship isn't boring. And so I think a lot of the like success stories that you just mentioned are people that are showing the behind the scenes of building a business, the behind the scenes of like team building and entrepreneurship it's like going to work every day. And those are things that everyone can identify with. Um, maybe they don't like give a rip about like car insurance, bodily injury and all that stuff. And, you know, getting a quote, but it is kind of cool to like see a small business growing and the strategy aspect of it and the networking aspect of it and like how to um, how to build your brand on LinkedIn and stuff. So like when I interviewed Nicholas Ayers the other day, we talked a lot about his CRM at Better Agency and like why it's so important for agents to have a, a solid CRM in their agency. But that the that we didn't stop there. The podcast was about 
you know, tell us as the chief marketing officer, like, what do we need to know about marketing? What's the difference between marketing and branding? Do you need to like set up your brand first and then hire a CMO? And so it, it became a topic that evolved into something that, that was wider that I think people could identify with. No, I completely agree. And I, you know, I think I was going to say, you know, I've had some interviews on my show to where, you know, the, the subject comes up of, you know, more agency principals and agents and CSRs are more focused on that marketing piece more than they are just selling something. And I think that leads to more sales, obviously. And, you know, as you mentioned, or as we talked before the show about what trends we're seeing, I was looking, I just kind of scrolled through just for a matter of 10 seconds on my LinkedIn before I jumped on our Zoom call. And I was like, you know, content creation, content creation, everything I saw, and maybe it's just my feed, but it was about how to create better content. And I think that makes insurance fun. You know, it's not just about standing up there. Now, if you go back to, and I'm going to shout out Ryan Hanley again. <laughs> you go back. His road back, graphics are so good. They are good. But if you go back to, what, five, seven, eight years ago, it was crap. It was just him in front of a camera. And he'll say that. And the Your camera, words don't mind, Heath. <laughs> say what? Your words, not mine. <laughs> right. I love him. He knows that. But I mean, he'll even say that it wasn't the best stuff, but it was just him standing up there and talking about, like you said, car insurance or get a quote for workers comp or whatever it was. And that alone wasn't sexy, but he was a pioneer in that creating video content. And now you look and you see the different stuff that's out there. And a lot of times you'll see the content creation is not even about insurance. It's just about something in general. You just happen to be an insurance agent. And that's, you know, you talk about Mitch. Um, one of the things that he does that's so great is, you know, he has his own little local podcast in his town highlighting his people. He doesn't even mention insurance, but he said, you know, he told me on my episode that he's closed on 75% of those businesses that he's interviewed. That's a great closing number. Do you have that number? I don't. I wish I had had a local podcast when... I was that like hometown agent working, yes. doing the events. Like, I hate that I missed that opportunity because it it's such an effective way to engage other local business owners. And, you know, we tried a lot of other things and did a lot of cross marketing and all that good stuff, but I, it would have been totally different if I'd had a local podcast back then. And if you don't know who he is yet, we've dropped his name here twice. Mitch Gibson will be the next insurance famous guy winning Academy <laughs> Awards and, yeah. you know, whatever in our space, totally. because, you know, he's 26, 25, whatever it is. And he's just killing it just on being himself, being real. And I think one of the th other things that I think helps our space and me and you, especially uh, is, you know, the video and the, the content, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, I think too many people try to focus on, you know, it has to be, you know, the perfect background, the perfect video camera. I can't, you know, sneeze or burp or, you know, at you or whatever, you know, in the, in the camera, I can't do any of that. But really that's, you know, if you watch any of my girl, Caitlin, uh, not you, that's you, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, if you watch any of Kelly Donahue Piro's videos, there's sometimes she'll sneeze or, you know, <laughs> she'll scratch her nose and she doesn't care. She just keeps rolling and her videos are so good Yeah, because she's real. And she, she just posted one today that was like, hey, check out what I sound like with a frog voice because I was a little hoarse, but I just kept rolling with it. And it wasn't bad at all. It was great. Right. And that's what I'm saying. And so like 
for me, I could. It's, I've got a thirty dollar webcam and a you know forty five dollar mic. You know, I don't have to have this great stuff. Now I'm sure there's people out there with the green screens and everything else, but it just shows it doesn't matter. And if you're listening to this and you know you want to start doing videos or quote vids or onboarding training videos or whatever, it doesn't have to be. I've got like I said a thirty five dollar webcam that you know makes me look decent uh, <laughs> but i mean uh it doesn't have to be so you can record from your basement your garage your living room you know a little nook in your corner on your beautiful white couch um you know you could do whatever i mean i'm at my wife's office right now so um i just think that's another thing that just makes us more relatable makes it more sexy so to speak it makes it not boring did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. I, I think that the highlight reel kills it. People can't identify with the highlight reel the way they can identify with real life, right? I so completely agree. I, I think insurance agents have got started to get really good at that because couple, going back a couple years, it was just boring stuff. If you went on LinkedIn and you were an insurance agent, your newsfeed would literally be full of call me for a car and home insurance quote a couple years back. And I got so burned out at LinkedIn at one point, I actually like quit LinkedIn. And then I was on Facebook for a couple of years and then got onto Instagram and I didn't even open my LinkedIn app for like three years. And I went back into LinkedIn in 2020 and I was like, oh my gosh, it is so much better now. And the, the content is better. People have started yes. being insurance agents have figured it out. And so I think that they progressed from like posting occasionally like call me for a quote on your car and home insurance to engaging and posting some more cool stuff that was going on in their office. And now they're starting to move past the highlight reels, which there's a place for that. Right. But if all I post is like how much our team sold last month, that's not going to be as engaging or as interesting to people as maybe posting a video of a producer, like right after she got her first one call close and something that's more real and more personal. And that's a little bit more behind the scenes. And I think that's the trend that I'm seeing today is that now we're starting to move 
even past just like good content into more like real stuff like yeah. real life. And no, I agree. I had to learn it the hard way because like I would put so much time into like a great post full of great content about a great agent workshop that I just spent hours on and full of like awesome stuff. And it would get like two comments. And then if I post like a selfie wearing like the cool t-shirt that I got from Kelly Donahue Piero, boom, it'll like blow up. And I'm like, but people just want to see real stuff. <laughs> so I right. just get yeah. discouraged that like the selfie would get all the likes, but like the brilliant post about how to sell requotes wouldn't, <laughs> but you know, it's just about like connecting and getting to know each other better. And that's what I love about this whole world right now. No, you're exactly right. And I was talking to uh, Sid Rowe about this again, another name drop. And she, <laughs> this, is, this is a, so I guess like the, the this is two friends hanging out, what we're seeing in the insurance world from our peers and our colleagues and what's going on. So it makes sense. Right. So she and I were talking early on. She was actually my very first interview. And yeah, you know, one of the things we were talking about was social media marketing. She's the queen of all things, social yes. media and, and marketing. Okay. And I, I love her uh, shout out. Um, but she and I were talking, I was like, you know, same thing you were saying. I could spend like two days, you know, back in the day of putting together this beautiful post to try to get a quote or try to get something engaged. And like you said, one or two. And then I, I post a video of my dog chasing his tail for 45 seconds and it blows up the damn internet. And it's funny to me that that happens because, you know, again, it's my dog being an idiot. Uh, but yet, it, you know, got 200 and something likes to where an engagement and my dog does the same thing or, you know, get it dog. And then the other one is nothing. So I think, again, it goes back to just being authentic, being real and not trying so hard. And I'm so glad sidebar. Now I'm going to rabbit trail for a minute because I'm so glad that we have evolved past the, um, you know, happy 4th of July yes. <laughs> for explosion of deals. Call my agency and I'll yes. give you a free quote or, you know, happy St. Patty's Day. Go get drunk and call me for a quote on your bar insurance. What? I don't know. It's just, I'm so <laughs> glad that we've evolved past that. Or, you know, did your kid just turn 16? You know, look at rates. for. I don't know. Exactly. They yeah. just, you know, they would look for any excuse to put on there. Or it'd be a happy 4th of July post, but you have Quantum's logo in the bottom right corner. You know, secretive message there. You don't need any of that. To me, that's just... I'm glad if you're still doing that, stop it. Yeah. And I think it's totally like fine to include insurance stuff. Right. But it has to be real. Like, so I try to equate it to, okay, if I was at a networking event, like how would I talk to people? Right. Like, would I walk up to them and say, Hey, do you want to quote on your car on your home insurance? <laughs> Or would I say like, nice ring. Do you have that scheduled on your home insurance? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe not like right away. And so I think that uh, the more, the less of a gap that there is between how you interact on LinkedIn and how you would interact like at an actual cocktail party or at an actual event, the better off that you're going to be along the way. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things uh, I'll try to tell people that I consult with and in, in putting out posts is, you know, try to, you know, do you remember, and maybe you don't, but, you know, when you go to a networking event or whatever, they would have those uh, icebreaker type questions, you know, whether, yeah. you know, it, so I try to try to think of some of those, like for once a week to post something like that, just to get engagement. So, you know, 
my wife posted on, you know, the, the PIA website, what do you think about insurance? But it was, if blank was an Olympic sport, I would have a gold medal, period. Procrastination. There you go. And so literally 107 people commented on that within like 24 hour period. So number one, it's not necessarily about insurance, but getting engaged with my wife. Yeah. And my wife knows now what those people are good at. So now if you were to post that, my wife would know, okay, so if I ask Caitlin to do anything for me, it's going to be done the very last minute or late <laughs> because she procrastinates. Yeah. Um, or, you know, someone else says, you know, woodworking. Well, if I ever need anything done in my, you know, at the house, wood, I can call Joe Schmo and they could do that. And I love then, that. Yeah. And so little things like that, or, you know, I had her, you know, post something on there one time about, um, what is your Starbucks order? And again, blew up, you know, with so many comments of people saying, I like a whatever that strange Starbucks order is. So now she knows when she goes to XYZ's office, she knows exactly what to bring. She can surprise him with Starbucks or whatever the local coffee shop has similar. So it may not be about insurance, but it's engaging and it helps you to build the data in your mind to know, you know, not to get into the old buzzword of data. But it does help you to know, you know, so it doesn't always have to be a post about Facebook. It could be those silly icebreaker questions. So, so here's what I'm working on. So engaging with people on LinkedIn is a big part of my life now because it's like, how else am I going to meet other professionals owners in the independent world? And so yeah. one of the things that I've started working on is following influencers on LinkedIn, like the LinkedIn pros, like you can find them, follow their profile and their posts and their lives are about how to engage with people and best connect on LinkedIn. So um, a lot of times it'll be someone who's in consulting or personal branding. And if you follow those people, like the people that have like 33,000 followers or that get a million, you know, views uh, in however short amount of time or whatnot, they're constantly putting tips out there. So, um, so it's one thing to hear it from me and Heath, but find some of those people that are outside of the insurance world and figure out what they're doing. So there's um, a lady, Amelia, that I'm following and she does personal branding. And one of the, and by the way, this wasn't like a clubhouse chat. So we have to talk about that in a second. So bookmark uh, rabbit trail alert. Um, I, I wrote it down. We're good. Okay. Okay. Thanks. You, you got my back. So uh, here, here's what it comes down to. I was asking questions about like the algorithm and whatnot. We can't stress about the algorithm and like how many times are you supposed to post and what time of day and all of those tips are important. They're in there. But she said, look, what it comes down to at the end of the day is engagement. LinkedIn is looking for you to have conversations. So commenting on other people's posts will get you further than even creating a post that someone else shares. It's even more important than shareable posts. So she said, um, do like three posts a week like good content, engaging stuff, like get your good stuff out there, all the real stuff we just talked about. And, but spend like 10 minutes a day commenting on like nine other people's posts um, in the morning, during the golden hour from like nine to 10. And that LinkedIn like really values that. They want you to be like an active part of the ecosystem to the point that how active you are in the direct messages matters. So that was one of the questions I had for her was like, hey, I've been trying to figure out like the social selling index and like does my activity in the direct <coughs> message feature of LinkedIn have a value add? And she said, yes, absolutely. So have conversations in the messenger on LinkedIn with the new people that you're meeting. So there's a new lady that I just reached out to today. Just, she does um, 
like she she actually does um entrepreneurship for introverts and I was just like oh that's cool so I sent her a message and I was like hey you're a podcast host I'm a podcast host excited to meet you and then we started having a conversation back and forth and that's the kind of engagement that LinkedIn is looking for so you want to like get your comments out there participate on other people's content just like you would want them to participate on yours be an active part of the ecosystem get those direct message conversations flowing and then those will turn into the zoom meet and greets that'll turn into the text messages where now you actually like know the person right but it um it was something that I hadn't like I didn't know that I thought it was you know all about strategy about the content and what time of day to post, but it, it feels so much more doable to me. Three posts a week, commenting on other people's posts every day. And that just makes it a lot more fun, I think. No, I agree. And that's one of the things I love about LinkedIn is that you can see where people are posting when you look on their activity and you yeah. can scroll through. And I like to look at if they've written any articles, I like to look at where they're taught, where commenting and look at their posts. Um, I'm doing my hands like people can see me, but you really can't. So it doesn't matter. But, you know, um, when I'm on LinkedIn, I do look and see I'm doing it again. And I look at the drop down of what their posts are. But more importantly to me, I like to see what they comment on other people's posts. And so, so I think for me, that's what you said is cool. Pro tip. Pro tip. Agencies that are hiring a recruiter. Don't do what Caitlin did. Do not hire a recruiter that hasn't figured out LinkedIn yet. That right. <laughs> they could be a nice person. They could be great face-to-face. They might be great on the college campuses. That's all wonderful. But just don't hire a recruiter that just doesn't like do the LinkedIn thing. <laughs> so you can just go to their profile and just like check out like what their LinkedIn style is. It, you know, like you can click on the post and see like, are they posting like stuff that, that people are engaging on, you know, you know, that's it. Right. Like, are they, is LinkedIn a, a part of their, their daily life? And you could also go in and see who their connections are and see who they're following and what they're doing. If they're not engaged in the industry or following the right people, you may not be one to fire or hire those people or you know, hire them as your recruiter. I, I just think that it's super important that they're engaged in, our world, so to speak. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, saying to like social media stalk the person, but like ask him in the interview, like, like, tell me about you and LinkedIn, like, tell me what's working for you. And, um, just don't, don't overlook that step because that's how you're going to be able to find candidates who are also like part of the LinkedIn world, you know? And so it just, it broadens it beyond just being trapped into always having to have that next perfect indeed post up. So um, it's like, uh, indeed posts are important. Um, but you want to complement it with those or that organic stuff. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> for yeah. So you, we, we said we were going to swing back around to this clubhouse thing. Heath, are you on clubhouse yet? No. I, I talk to you, you weren't. No. Uh, here's Dude, the couple, do you have an iPhone? Yes. Okay. Guess if you are an Android listener, I'm sorry, but you're probably missing out right now on Clubhouse. So it's not too late. Like, don't you have to have an invite? I don't have an invite. (laughs) I can get you one. Yes. You need to. Okay. I I don't know how to figure out the invites, but I bet Bradley Flowers can. (laughs) Right. That's again content that Bradley puts out there. Actually, I did send in my email address. Hopefully. 
and I've got a lady coming on my show that's going to talk all about Clubhouse and how it works because I think it could oh, be good. a cool platform. It could be a really cool platform. I, so I will li- totally listen to that one. It's just, I think it's fun. So there's so many like different chats in there that you can listen to. Like people are just like, like chat rooms about everything. It could be about anything, everything or nothing, depending on the topic of the group. But what I've seen happen that I just love, like the, the insurance nerd part of me just loves this is that there's a lot of groups up right now where the LinkedIn influencers that I was talking about are discussing topics like how to crush it on LinkedIn in 2021 or um, like targeted topics. I um, held one with Mallory Lee and Amanda Mapp recently on leadership during a pandemic. So there's a lot of like work oriented stuff on there as well. So if you like, if you're like my brother-in-law and you like, like biking and you want to chat about like bikes, they have stuff like that or like grilling, but uh there's tons of like business and entrepreneurial stuff on there and it's addicting. It's, it's audio only. So there's no text, there's no video. It's not recorded. None of that. It's literally just people chatting and talking like kind of like real lifestyle. And so it feels a lot more personal than LinkedIn or Facebook where it's so far removed from the actual person. And so I think it's like something we should be cluing into as insurance agents. Let's not be the late adopters to clubhouse. (laughs) So I think that this stuff that you were talking about, Heath, with how insurance agents have really evolved and how they interact online, I think it's forging full speed ahead right now. And that it's probably accelerating right now faster than we could ever imagine. So um, Clubhouse is a perfect example of that. If you guys don't have the app yet, go, get on Clubhouse. Let's do some some insurance agent ch- chats and like talk about what you wanna talk about. But um, Gary V would call it underpriced attention. It's like free, right? And it's where people are, it's fun. It's where people are hanging out. So like, let's do it and let's take advantage of it. And it's, let's not let like, Clubhouse take off for every other industry except for insurance. <laughs> well, Clubhouse sounds perfect for me because I've got what they call a face for radio. And so it's perfect <laughs> for me to be able to get on there and use my voice and just talk. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to check it out. I've just been waiting on an invite. But uh, so maybe people will enjoy me better on Clubhouse and I'll just see this gray beard and old guy face. So I'll check out Clubhouse for sure. Um, but again, rabbit trail for a second one of the things you brought up are you you want to stay on clubhouse a minute or nope, i'm good i, I um, preached my sermon we can move on from clubhouse now okay I'm off my soapbox <laughs> rabbit trail again okay so one of the things you did mention that i do want to bring up because i think it's super cool um is you brought up grilling or you know biking stuff one of the things i've noticed another trend on on social is insurance agents that are posting videos on grilling or on woodworking or on other things they're into outside of the industry. And again, I think it goes back to relating to their audience. I don't know, um, you know, I tease Chris Green because he posts like 97 times a day, but some of his stuff is not insurance related. It's him, you know, grilling and some of his food looks good. Or David Carruthers is real good about showing his food that he's cooking Oh my uh, gosh. It makes me so hungry. Oh dude. I salivate every time. Like, and then, for real. <laughs> it's <painful> yes. <laughs> and there's that one guy, I just blanked on his name. Forgive me, but he's got a whole gardening thing. Um, I, I, uh, have to anyway, send it afterwards, I'm totally missing it, but I don't have a green thumb. So I don't either. So I think if I watched his stuff 
And again, they don't talk about insurance, but you're engaging and someone that is into that industry might call someone. So if you've got a certain thing that you're into outside of insurance, you know, do that too is another way to engage with your audience. I think there's a whole lot of that that could be relevant, that could be helpful, and that could make insurance more fun. It doesn't have to always be nerding out on insurance policies. Uh, in fact, uh, Rabbit Trail, my second job in the industry, and these people are still my friends to this day, my ex-boss told me, don't learn anything about insurance. I don't want you to know insurance. I don't want you to speak insurance. I just want you to go build relationships. And so, you know, part of the reason why I am so dumb in insurance now is because for five years, I knew nothing <laughs> about it. But uh, I knew how to build relationships. I knew how to build content. I knew how to, you know, do that kind of thing. But, you know, for years, I, I literally did not know how to spell insurance, for lack of better words, because I wasn't, I wasn't asked to. All I was asked to do was create content, build relationships, and get our name out there and be the face of the company, which, again, face for radio. That's probably why they're not doing so well nowadays. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. But um, so, again, you don't have to know a lot about insurance or even talk about insurance. You can make insurance fun and you know, expand your brand without even talking about it. I think that's so cool. And Indies, that's why this podcast is here. We're here for you to get to know you, to bring you content that makes your day better, to spark that entrepreneurial spirit in you, give you that push to like keep going that extra 110% today and tomorrow. Um, because there, this is such a cool insurance industry that we're in and it really, it's not boring. Right. And so, um, this no. podcast is about getting to know you and your agency and what's going on in your corner of the world. So, um, I'm so glad for the people that I've met so far, the people I've connected with, that's why I'm here. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and, um, and learn from what you're doing that's working well in, in your world as well and the things that you're into. So, so thanks for reaching out. Send me a, a message. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. It's under Caitlin Agar. And um, thanks so and much spelled for Agar. the podcast. So he, what, what's that, Heath? I said, and that's spelled Agar, but it's pronounced <laughs> Agar. A-R. Uh, e is an excellent. G is in great. G is in great. A-R. That's how I have to like pronounce it over the phone when I'm calling like a call center because I'm afraid they're going to think it's Edgar. <laughs> right. Were you a cheerleader? That sounded like such a well, E for like, excellent, G for great, well, G for great. <laughs> that's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's such a cheerleader so, move. If sixth grade counts, then yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so Heath, how can our uh, listeners find you and tune into the insurance town podcast and stay connected. Uh, okay. So my email address is Heath at insurance town podcast.com uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can just find me and type in my name, Heath Sheeran. And again, it's S H E A R O N. Um, and then uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, but you know, you could usually find me out and my cell phone number actually is 501-425-3306. It's one of those hey, Google numbers. The game. <laughs> What's that right? one time? I interrupted you. <laughs> no, it's it's 501-425-3306. Um, and so I, I like getting text messages and people, like you just said several times, you know, thank you for reaching out because we you mean that when you say that because people do every week, I get a different message or three or nine or a hundred that from people saying, hey, thanks for this, thanks for that. Or, 
that episode sucked. You need to do this or this was great. Do that. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's cool. And I know you mean that when you say that, because it is cool to hear from the audience. And so, so what's the like number one thing that you wish someone would text you and like ask you or like, like what, what, what do you want to like hear? What would like make your day? Oh man. Well, if you ask my wife, uh, what would make my day would be someone telling me how awesome I am. Um, <laughs> but, um, as far as the show relates, I love when people, you know, give feedback one way or the other. Um, like I was telling you before the show, my episode with Matt Namoli, my microphone messed up and it sounded like I was in a fishbowl. <laughs> and I had several people that would be like, dude, what was wrong with your microphone? You sound like you're in a fishbowl or, you know, your mic sucks. Get a new mic. On the one hand, I could look at that as, oh, man. But they cared enough to send me an email to say, you know, fix your mic. And so before I got on this one, I wanted to make sure the mic worked and everything was good. Um, and, you know, I love when people say, hey, um, and shout out. We haven't shouted this name out yet, I don't think. But Chris Paradiso uh, is really good about connecting people. If you ever want to get to know somebody, connect to Chris Paradiso. And he will connect you to his whole world. But he'll always send me, hey, have you met so-and-so? You know, here's their email address. Or he'll put me on a group text with somebody and say, you really got to interview so-and-so. Or they've got some really cool content you should learn about. And so uh, I love when people give me show ideas or guests that I don't know about. Because if you listen to enough shows like mine or yours or Jason's or Ryan's or the insurance guys, you're going to hear a lot of the same guests that make their rotation like you did or like I've done. And you might hear the same message, you know, on every platform. So I enjoy, and so do you, I'm sure, when you get somebody that people haven't heard yet or that haven't been around the circuit. So give me some of those names too. I think that's a great idea. I think um, when y'all are reaching out, like give us a name of someone that you follow who's maybe not in insurance. There you go. Let's see where we can go with that and get some exposure to people outside the industry too. So great ideas. Thanks for joining us, Heath. You're doing great things on your podcast, Insurance Town. It's just all about connecting people in the insurance world. And I love that. Indies, future indies, for those of you who are in the captive world, getting ready to transition to independent. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is about you. The age of independence is here and the opportunity has never been greater to grow and scale our agencies, build teams to levels of greatness and to transform a new version of our agencies in 2021 that, um, makes insurance fun again, creates more opportunity for our teams and the people in our community. And we're just going to have so much fun along the way. So this is Caitlin Agar and Heath Sharon um, tuning out. Thank you so much for joining the show. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.